0: All. Where? Uh, here, Firestone, here, here. Dana,
1: here,
0: Hannah, here, Hearn, here,
1: Lazaridis, here, Molesky. here. Thank you. We are all here, and Miss Lazaridis, it's good to have you up here with us officially. <laughs> um, first item for tonight is approval of the minutes from the January 23rd, 2023 uh, meeting. Is there any corrections? Any investments? Hearing none, I move to approve as presented.
0: Motion by Keanum, Seconded. Second. Second. By Kern. Wolware. Yes. Stone. Yes. Canham. Yes. Canna. Yes. Kern. Yes. Lazaridis. Yes.
2: yes.
1: All right. And going into our reports for the evening, uh, on behalf of the Mayor's Report, Council President, uh, Redinger is here and is going to share her.
3: Thank you Mr. Ganim. Um the the mayor asked me to extend his sincere thanks to the city uh, team for the successful tournament this weekend so um, he received multiple calls we had a very nice email from Mr. Skaljack today just on how um, awesome everybody did all weekend and how successful the Uh, tournament was so um, the mayor's sincere thanks to everybody for making that happen Um, and also he uh, you know this is getting a little ahead of the new business but he also just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that he really appreciates mr Ganim, uh initiating the discussion on the five-year capital plan and he is uh, looks forward to hearing all of the feedback uh, from the committee uh, on that discussion and looks forward to everybody's involvement there uh, generating that solid plan so that is that is it
4: thank you
1: uh, moving on for the city council report um, this is uh pretty short and sweet today uh, but since the last time we met, we've had a couple of items come for city council's consideration that have passed. Um, we're able to add new projectors or purchase new projectors, excuse me, for the community center, um, as well as approving the purchase and um, going after the installation of wheelchair um, entrance um, mechanisms for the pool. <laughs> excuse me. I don't know what- Wheelchair entrance
5: mechanisms. Um, lifts, well, lifts. Aquatic wheelchairs. It's aquatic wheelchairs. They're aquatic the wheelchairs. Batteries, me. and then a new additional one to use at the therapy pool or any of the zero entry pools.
1: So certainly some additions uh, to support the inclusivity uh, of our community there, and that concludes my report. Moving on for the report of our recreation director, Ms. Engel.
5: Good evening, everyone. Uh, Just to report back about the father-daughter dance was very successful. Um, Dads and daughters and grandfathers and their grandchildren danced the night away, and it was very well attended. It went well. The um, DJ was awesome. He interacted with the girls and their fathers all night long, so it was a very good success. So thank you to Carolyn and Dina for heading that up and the rest of our recreation staff who assisted in that event all evening long. I appreciate everyone being there and helping clean up um we are announcing our mother's son or grandmother and grandson sore, and that is going to be friday april 1st 21st excuse me friday april 21st at the brexville community center there'll be a dj for dancing small bite appetizers and a dessert table get dressed up and bring the little man in your life to our first mother-son, Sore. So that'll be 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. and that is geared towards boys ages three to 10. And that registration will begin uh, Wednesday, March 1st. And pricing will be um, online as well. Next, um, off of March first, our registrations begin Wednesday, 5 a.m. online, 5:30 a.m. in person at the community center. That includes our camp, which is very, very popular. Usually, is sold out within an hour. Our baseball, softball, our Easter events, our mother-son soirée, and our new art classes for March. So, just a friendly reminder: we have. Um, Our on-camera training, we have a new session coming out, and that'll be April 4th to May 16th. Those have been going well. Many have returned to take the camp again. Um, Julie Matthews changes it up each session, and um, I've been hearing positive feedback from that. Our Easter events that are coming up, which we will talk more about in March as well. We have our visit with the Easter bunny, which will be April 4th. And then we have our aquatic egg hunt, which will be April 6th, which Louise will touch upon in his report. And a friendly reminder, evening cycle class with Jenny is 5.45 p.m. and that's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I just wanted to remind everyone those are two new evening offerings for cycle. And that concludes my report, AJ.
1: Thank you. Uh, Moving on uh, for the report of the athletic area. Rhonda's not here. Oh sorry Jamie. Thank you. Um, So youth basketball uh, wrapped up last week.
6: Um, Men's basketball is entering weeks uh, 8 through 10 um, with a little playoff at the end. Um, Our youth volleyball clinic started uh, tonight at 5. This year we have 53 participants um, compared to uh, us topping out last year at 30. Um, So numbers are drastically up which is a good thing a lot of excitement so hopefully that translates to more teams in the fall um, our Wee basketball will begin uh, this Saturday um, we have 135 kids signed up compared to 103 last year so again programs are on the rise uh, and that bodes well the same as uh, our little dribblers program which is a uh parent participation class which will begin march 7th um we have 89 people signed up right now opposed to 60 last year so again programs are are trending upwards which is always a good thing um having the uh programming in the field house you know definitely helps um with with numbers um soccer academy registration is ongoing right now um and as rachel mentioned uh wednesday we'll start registration for baseball softball t-ball machine pitch little hitters tennis and summer camp um, summer camp will probably be sold out before I even wake up So, <laughs> um, just a reminder to anyone that has to register uh, tennis we just got an update as far as our tennis goes that we've um, received permission to host it at the high schools new tennis courts which is which is a good thing. It will keep ours free to the public, which is always a, a good thing. So yes. we're looking forward to it and very grateful to be able to utilize that space. So, And that concludes my report.
1: Thank you. It's great to hear that we have a like a 30% jump in enrollment in any of that basketball programming. That's oh yeah. huge. Oh yeah, <clears throat> huge. Um, Moving on for the aquatic area report, Louise.
4: Thank you. Hey, everyone. Um, so for aquatics, we just wrapped up our winter programs um, this past Saturday. Uh, we still have one or two classes left uh, of a couple things, but then we get a couple weeks, and then we start our spring programs, uh, which is our full array of Learn to Swim, um, plus competitive swim clinic and kids and company on Wednesdays during the day. Um, we also will have, the, like Rachel mentioned, the aqua egg hunt for Easter on April 6th. And honestly, I think that's about it. We do have two upcoming life care classes, uh, March weekends and spring break for the high school spring break. Um, And we are starting our summer prep. We're thinking about summer. uh, You might see the outdoor pool start getting prepped soon, as soon as we start getting some warmer days. Um, That's about it. Any questions?
2: Luis, when is the outdoor pool scheduled to open this year? Uh,
4: We're thinking around Memorial Day weekend. Okay, Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend, um, with some adjusted preseason hours, and then um, full summer hours once the schools, uh, the school district is out. It is going to be a weird summer mm-hmm. because of the yeah. weird summer for the schools, but um, we'll have that published pretty soon. Okay. Usually, our goal is Memorial Day to Labor Day. Okay. Any other questions?
1: All right. Thank you, Louise. Um, and Rhonda is not here this evening so fitness area report moving on for our CVYO report
7: Meg um, I want to reiterate um, on the great job the city of Brecksville did on the basketball tournament the whole staff I know um, special shout out to Greg Skaljack and Dan Kalinski for organizing it all the parents that helped between the gate um, and other duties throughout the day uh, having the cafetorium available seemed to be a big success so we w- really appreciate the city uh, making that available for the tournament it was a good call I know the uh, menu was enhanced for this tournament including pizza and that seemed to be a big success got a shout out on that and um, the staff when I was up there I I, I I went two times up to the tournament And nobody needed me to do anything so that's really a great sign (laughs) and um, things were just running smooth the city had plenty of staff and uh, we really appreciate everything that uh, the city did I saw many of you uh, up there during the tournament and uh, hopefully the kids enjoyed it I uh, understand from Brian back here that Brexville had some uh, great success as well on the court Um, of our young players and uh, so that that's a wonderful thing to start out the tournament that way as well Um, as far as the rest of our programs go we have for the spring lacrosse soccer baseball softball all that are awaiting the weather to break to practice although we did have some hardy boys lacrosse players out there to this evening for a short period of time so on the turf But uh, working with Jamie and Brett from the service department as far as field status and field assignments and so forth uh, uh, so all that's been working out you know pretty well I don't have any uh, other comments other like I said just can't thank the city enough for the tournament and we're looking forward to uh, the tournament next year as well as adding on a girls division so either preseason or postseason Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right, Um, moving on in the agenda here, going into our old business. Um, We had some discussion uh, and some concerns shared about the readiness and preparedness of our our volunteers, our coaches, and everybody else surrounding uh, the DeMar Hamlin scare and the alertness of AED. And uh, I know, Rachel, you and Fire Chief met and did um, some great work, so if you could please.
5: Yes, so I spoke with Chief Zemiska and involved Meg English as well to the offerings that we can get out to our coaches, whether that be rec or travel. So currently, um, one of the um, certified firefighters, he will be giving us some dates that he will be teaching hands-on training in class. Like in a classroom he'll be giving us a couple sessions to go off we'll be promoting those as soon as he gives me those dates he just wants to approve them with his chief and then also there will be an online option as well so you will be able to take the course online but then there will be a 15 minute hands-on that you would have to go to the fire station and see one of the um, the firefighters and then they would take you through the hands-on process that you need to be certified so we'll have two of those offerings out for all of our travel coaches and recreation coaches and any other parents who would like to have that as well so assistant coaches so made some progress and meg and i are hoping to firm that up this week
1: thank you i uh, was able to have a good conversation with chief zamiska as well and he you know just shared along too that he works with the local businesses and does a lot of training with employees of companies in brecksville and Uh, does other educational pieces so uh, certainly a great resource to have um, and chief does a a lot of training and teaching so um, it's good to have him there
8: AJ was there any thoughts or discussion on AAD devices for the outdoor facilities that don't have a building close by so I did communicate
5: with chief about that we tried to I tried to look up some grant opportunities to do some AEDs unfortunately one was offered only in Denver and only in California so I actually spoke with Monica Barkowitz about it so she's keeping her eye out and then chief is trying to figure out some different ideas of how we can be um, mindful and get those to those areas that are concerned that we spoke about it at rec commission Um, but that that's where I'm at right now okay so it is being talked about
1: any other questions on that okay thank you moving on into the new business Um, the first item to discuss is the five-year facility plan Um, that uh, agenda bullet is a very loose term as far as a five-year plan this is just the presentation of a draft to get a conversation going Um, this is a combination that's represented on this paper of um, some things that are already scheduled as as needs And then there's also a list of wants and and, and hopes that we kind of have on here and and ideas of what we see um, as being what would support uh, the future of our programming, uh, looking at scalability and where we would see some growth and not see some growth um, and then trying to just put it out over the course of five years because there's a lot of capital money on this list that would need to get spent and we need to uh, prioritize that so that we can make a collective decision as a commission And pass that on to city council to then work that further Um, so kind of going through this um, everybody uh, received this ahead of time and some of the supporting documents we're just going to kind of go through uh, from a high level here and then we can get into some questions and conversation on that Um, so um, moving forward Um, so in 2023 this year uh, stadium drive currently already has uh, some grant funded slated projects that are on uh, the dockets, including a scoreboard. it's including the stands and room, the restroom yeah. area yes, um, bathroom, and, locker room. Yeah, and the locker room old field house uh, building that is down in that stadium uh, complex there or on the stadium drive complex, excuse me. So those projects are already set to, to happen. Um,
8: when you say bathroom locker room, do you mean they'll, they'll be like toilet facilities? Or you're just gonna make that building able to be walked into.
5: Well, so the locker rooms will be uh, updated so that they can be utilized, and then also those restrooms are awesome. Talented Service Department will be working on that.
1: Yeah, there's currently the restrooms in the Horticulture Building across the street servicing that area, but the plan is to put restrooms in there. That's awesome. Um, The 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 Julia Billiard School. Um, who is moving into Chippewa has been amazing partners already to the city and it's looking like we're gonna have access uh, to the fields for our programming there and be able to continue so that's a great win for us to be able to have um, those grounds preserved and uh, access to it so this fall looking at doing some grading at the end of the season uh, to help with the drainage issues um, that are there um, but some minimal work that's necessary there Uh, going up to ENF Um, Jamie correct me if I'm wrong but the control link is the um, function of being able to turn the lights on and off remotely correct? Um, So it is being looked at right now we have some lights that are on that system that controlling system but it is to uh, put those lights on control link along with the bulb replacement all at the same time versus trying to get big heavy machinery out there um, turfing up the field more than it needs to be. Um,
5: I'll be asking you about that on March 7th if we can put the two projects together
1: <laughs> got it but that's the idea is to look at that um, and then uh, Meg had the idea and presented the, the idea of batting cages of a covered batting cage between ENF ENF that would allow to uh, maximize practice facilities and being able to trade back and forth and get more happening in the same amount of space there and that would be pretty cost-effective that our service department would be able to tackle there
2: and, and i'll just say for those batting cages that will also been i think primarily travel teams will use those but i think also for some of the rec teams to be able to have access for kids to get in those that is going to be massive in terms of development at that level excellent
1: um and then the last thing that's on uh this year's list is something that already um is slated in the budget and there is there funding for or it's yes it's
5: a capital project it's a
1: capital project for the relocation of the bocce courts Um, the bocce courts do need some work and 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 fixing up but relocating them as well also allows kids quarters to remain kids quarters and it will be putting them into a unique area um, and and allowing for the growth and expansion at the kids quarters facility um, there where it's going that still needs to be decided Uh, but that's uh, on this year's agenda Mm -hmm. Um, any questions on this year okay
2: um, moving into hey, just yes. real quick A.G., what kind of a rough dollar amount is budgeted for this for the batchi courts for everything if we just look in in total
5: so Stadium Drive um, that was a hundred thousand dollar grant that I believe Becky riser um, applied for and received Um, Chippewa grading I know the grading depending on the specifications of it Jerry Wise would be the expert on that Um, I believe he assisted with the grading and scaling for the kids quarters that was needed I think that was about $7,000 the ENF control link is um, we budgeted $13,000 correct Jamie bulb replacement is um, I want to say 16,000. The bulb
0: replacement was encumbered last year. It was 2021 oh. or 2022 capital that got delayed because of weather.
5: And so then we locked the price in early this year, but then we were able to encumber that. That's correct. And that was not 16,000. That was like 100,000. Mm-hmm. No. The bulb replacement. I just looked at it today. Because um, I was in that letter. Like...
0: Wasn't it only sixteen? Because yes. you said 100,000. No, it was... no was the
3: control banking and that was 13 <laughs>
0: And I believe the other was sixteen thousand. So okay, so sixteen. Yeah, I think it's bringing it to like twenty five and change yes. for the whole project. Yes, because then we have
5: contingency. Why yeah. was I thinking hundred thousand? Just and disregard. Yeah, maybe the tennis <laughs> courts. I was like,
1: I might be scratching that off the list if it's. Yeah. <laughs> We're Moving that back a couple <laughs> of years.
5: Um, and then the Bachi relocated. Um, spoke, speaking with Ron Whiteick about that and his um, the service department being able to um, construct that, we set aside twelve grand for that.
4: Oh, great. Okay.
7: Thank you.
5: that was not that's not
1: a budgeted item okay as I was working on putting this plan together I I went through a draft where I had a version that had pricing on it and everything but I kind of took it off to keep things a little bit more simplified for the approach right now to see hierarchy of need or wants and trying to look at it that way because then we'll need to put affordability to the back end of it but wanting to just try to simplify the. Um, it's, which is why that isn't included on this, but I uh, can certainly get more information on that. Uh, moving into 2024, um, what really led to this is the, the discussion of which fields are the priority and what uh, of need, because almost every field could use some level of improvement and fix when it comes to the diamonds um, and into the any of the baseball fields. So A, B, and C, um, in, in our opinion, and at this point, you know, we're kind of the Um, The pride and the gems of our community being right here at um, at City Hall and everything else that's together and right now the fields conditioned doesn't match necessarily being a pride or a gem of our community so putting that as a priority uh, was where we saw um, having a B and C go first. Um, What we don't have is necessarily the answer of the construction process of what can be resolved with the drainage issues in the outfield and whether or not turfing the entire fields. Are necessary which would be amazing but that's also the most cost inclusive or cost um, excuse me costly um, or if by just turfing the infields and getting that redone and the drainage work in the outfield um, to support the new infields if that will satisfy the needs and be what we're looking for um, at those fields um, it was also discussed that scoreboards really aren't used at these fields and it would be um, an unneeded expense to have the electrical work and everything else going into it when maybe once or twice a year um, they're utilized on those fields so eliminating scoreboards from the a b and c fields in the plan Uh, kids quarters phase one i'm calling it phase one very loosely because there is no established phases yet to be clear but relatively speaking once there is a phase this would probably be a good timeline for phase one to go i know that the current um, ADA ramp project is in the works, and once that is in place, we'll have a lot more opportunity for grant funding with the Kids Quarters project. Um, so this is putting that timeline in place there, or to fall in line with that. Um,
9: uh, I, yes, is the ADA ramp is that part of phase one, or is that a separate, separate project
2: that's already in the works? Correct.
5: Um, we we sometimes have called it phase one. It's it's also going to depend on we applied for grant <laughs> money. That grant money um, if we will receive notice if we get it, it'll be early spring, Monica believes. okay So if we were to get that grant money to be able to do the, the ramp excuse me ADA ramp, mm-hmm. that would be our phase one. even if not that would still we would need to come up with the money as a city and that I think would still we've talked in our kids quarters discussion be the first initial thing. it will make us more marketable to apply for more grants yeah. since we will be ADA accessible then
4: Okay.
1: Um, as far as the the tennis courts go um, there was some concern that was brought up uh, about potentially needing to repave or redo some things on the tennis courts to make sure that they are staying to standard so that's just on there marked right now as a possibility there's still some information that needs to come out about that Um, not necessarily a priority and then um, getting lights on the D field um to open up play and continued hours there any questions on 24.
8: i have a dumb question are there lights out here only on c is that right or they're not they're all, all three lit all all three okay You can see it
7: in the pictures.
0: um i have a question on the a b and c project as well would they all be offline at the same time or like would the construction be staggered or done enough in the off season that like you could it seems like a lot to do all three fields at once if any of them would not be usable
1: right um yeah i I think the plan i mean it's a i think the plan will need to be in taking into account what the needs of use are for the season of when construction were to happen um but that's not necessarily decided yet of how that would happen
5: well we would have to be smart about it with all of the teams that utilize those fields and making sure everyone has a space to practice and play and how we, we just be very creative
8: And AJ, is the whole turfing, at least the infields, is that because that's the cheapest area? Because from a non lawn maintenance knowing person, (laughs) to me, it seems like that's something you can rake, throw some more dirt down, and make it easier than puddles in an outfield.
1: That's a great question, and from somebody who grew up with chalk dust and not baseballs, I had to ask the same one. (laughs) And so there's three people in the outfield, generally speaking, when the rest of the game is happening in the infield. So the amount of wear and tear that's happening on the infield is a lot harder to maintain with the heavy water versus just the few people in the outfield where it's not like a football game where it's – 11 versus 11 tearing the grass up it's just a few people out there now there have been times that the outfield conditions have prohibited play or have had to limit it uh, but mostly it's the infield that's causing um, the delays or the inability to play
8: and what about the ability for other sports to use outfield for practicing like it could benefit multiple sports if we had an outfield that was turfed I know lacrosse has used that Mm -hmm. um all fall to be able to so it's the whole we've talked about this a lot in here like being able to hit more than one sport with every for every dollar um, is there any thought to again
7: I don't know lawn maintenance but we just throwing it we out We talked back. about um, like trying to define a multi-use field so if you and again some of this would probably depend on what does it cost to uh, turf the whole outfield But if you try to set it up in a manner because originally my thought was turf everything and then we'd use have a multi purpose field but when are you going to use that multi-purpose field so if you're going to use it in the spring you have baseball teams using a baseball field they're not going to give up an outfield to have lacrosse or soccer or so from a programming standpoint I don't know that it would be cost effective. If you're following my line of thought. What about the fall? Well, even in the fall, you still have baseball fields being used, but there would be some benefit. But taking that same amount of money and perhaps making another turf field would be a better answer than using a field that you can only use half of the year. So, but those are all things that have to Get I think thought out as the process goes along. But uh, initially I was turf the outfields and have multi-use. But I, the more I think about it, I don't think it would go down that way. Okay,
1: so I'm not going to skip 25, but jumping to 2026. 20, that's the first item is the upper field and t- turfing that to create another multi-use turf field to have that um, usability in the conflicting seasons in the springtime and at full-time let's get into 2025 here Um, again the phases of kids quarters aren't really outlined but at this point we would hopefully be taking our next step in the following year with kids quarters and knowing what steps we're taking there Um, again location at TBD but you know, looking at addressing our pickleball constituents here and everybody who is interested in that growing sport in the 25 and seeing what we could get there um, for some outdoor court space um, ENF um, at that point in 25 looking at again do we turf just the infields or is it worth doing it? do we need to do everything where does the value best lie we'll get that answered in the future um, and I know um, Mr. Molesky you brought this up in a meeting or so ago um, and I think at that time it would be a, a great opportunity to possibly uh, name ENF Harwood Fields or some other form of dedication to him Um, Stadium Drive does have further opportunity Um, there is um, it's been looked at if we'd want to turf that area right now the drainage at Stadium Drive is one of our best drainage areas um, in any of our field spaces so that's where it fell lowest on the priority list there Um, but seeing in what other ways we could expand Stadium Drive
2: um, facilities Ag, real quick uh thinking about the pickleball courts i know that we've had a lot of representation from that community over the last couple of months there have been talks about doing some sort of private public funding source if there were an option to this is what i've heard from them so hey if we were able to raise some money could we do something would would the city council be open to exploring uh, a shared funding model, which might accelerate the construction of those courts. Um,
1: I, Council President Rodinger, if I can, have we ever done anything like? I'm not 100 percent sure on the any nuances that might be in there. I,
3: you know, I, I'm not aware of any that have happened in the past, but I, you know, we would open you know all kinds of discussions I mean there's no reason why we wouldn't have a discussion yeah but and, until I know you know until we know what it
2: sure it, yeah. yeah I just didn't know if there's anything that would that would prohibit any type of partnership like that and there's first time for everything so yeah,
3: I'm not I'm not aware of any reason why we wouldn't consider anything so okay I, mean, I know there's you know part of the challenge with all of this is prioritization and whose priority comes first yes right so I think we're always trying to balance where the needs are for the programming first and then you know there's and then move on move on so yeah if there's folks there's been a lot of passionate folks on pickleball so yes look forward to hearing what they have uh, what their ideas are
10: and sort of along those lines it occurred to me just as uh, Andy was talking there the we talk often about the having multiple sport you know satisfied by it so if we're gonna be looking at the tennis court repaving project. I know there are courts all over Northeast Ohio that have been lined for both. I know the pickleball people would prefer not to have that be their only spot, but again, to buy some time, if there's a way to repave and also Mm -hmm. line it differently so that at least there might be some time sharing there. We only have the three courts right over here, and obviously the high school is a bit of a question open too but that's just something to keep in mind if we're looking at the repave just from a dollar standpoint is something we do first that might be something to look at
8: and it gives them a year sooner of, getting yeah, something. of, of
10: something better than yeah. what we have then even nothing. if it's not ultimately outside right
2: and i and i will say the pickle i think the city's been very accommodating to the pickleball community with the resources and the assets that we do have but it also i think it works you know they they are a very vocal and passionate group and I think we're we're just trying to respond to the needs of that community Mm -hmm. certainly Um,
1: the other part going back just to make sure the other part of Stadium Drive would be looking at potentially adding concessions or bringing more to that area down there in 2025 Mm -hmm. Um, going into 26 um, this is where we're looking at Upper Field and adding An additional turf field a multi-purpose we would already have the lights over on D so we would be able to use um, half of the field could get lit off of the same structures and kind of the design there so we'd already be somewhat cost savings as we would need to do that Uh, but we'd be looking at turfing that field Um, and the idea of that is to have also another turf field so that we don't have downtime when having to redo our turf field Mm -hmm. The unfortunate reality that I'm realizing is I know we are years past needing to redo our current turf field, so I don't know if we can put this five years out to have something to stand in the middle of that now, but hopefully future forward, um, getting a second field would eliminate that downtime. Um, But at some point, we need to get the turf field that's slated on here for 27. I received some feedback that that might need to get pushed sooner based off of the current needs, so I want to make sure everybody is aware of that for consideration. Um, and then extend the field house for a turf area. Um, Meg was gracious enough to share the binder of, I believe it was 2012 where the plan came through uh, for the field house and when all of that was put together. And one of the um, pieces that hit the cutting room floor that seemed to have a lot of conversation surrounding it was an indoor turfed area. Mm. So I just wanted to bring that back up to have the conversation um, and to start looking at it because as far as the capital expense that would be a big one uh, but certainly looking at some of the um, opportunities we're getting from a um, facility sellability standpoint with the basketball programming a turf field would have a strong demand um, and, and an opportunity for us as well to look at there yeah
8: i can imagine i can speak to it but i know the sports that my kids play we're constantly paying to drive far away for turf fields indoor mm-hmm. Garfield, w- work, Richmond Road, Road lacrosse, Medina, soccer, football, North Royalton. There's lots of money that's being spent on turf fields and other communities. Baseball,
0: and to, point, to be gained in rental Yeah.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I would, I would, I would more, second that. it's been going
10: on for years and years because mm-hmm. it's <laughs> going back to when my kids first started, it, many years I, ago at this point. So yeah, for sure.
2: And I think if you look at the one handout, the summary of youth athletic participants. Um, we have seen pretty substantial growth I mean obviously there was a hiccup in 2020 and 21 carry over a little bit because of COVID but we're seeing a lot of growth in the schools especially at the younger ages so it is really about investing for a growing community of, of youth athletics as well as finding ways to get revenue opportunities so I know we're looking several years ahead here but I think it's nice to start having these conversations now knowing that we are seeing more and more youth in the area, in our schools as well as participating in our programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so this
1: is the, the the presentation at this point. Um, you know any big questions?
10: Just generally speaking, when it comes to budgeting capital stuff, I'm fine with how this is presented, not needing numbers and all of it. But in terms of just kind of prioritizing, eventually we need to kind of know basically where everything costs from an annual basis from council's perspective is it is it i'm not going to say a fixed amount but is there kind of a consistent amount that's allocated on an annual basis that's um increased at times when you've got the big project or does does it really just go up and down based upon justifying what the needs are
1: um and please correct me if i uh or fill in where i need to here but from my understanding of it at this point mr firestone um, there's certainly some adjustment that needs to be looked especially for the larger ticket items those are planned and projected out and put to the three five-year mark so that we can start to really look at that and what we're planning in our budgeting Um, you know when it starts getting into the next year or two i think those are getting a little bit more solidified Um,
3: sure so um, jeff to answer your question um, there's a list of five-year capital plan that, you know, it's a puzzle piece. Everybody's Mm -hmm. constantly moving things around. And, you know, annually, the budgeting process annually is that all of the department heads bring forth, you know, I mean, like late summer, right, August, September, start bringing forth their budgets, um, you know, putting their budgets together for the next year and prioritizing, you know, what we need. And so, you know, it's taking a holistic view across the community. You know where money will be spent obviously some of it is you know maintenance some of its growth of programs some of its growth of facilities etc so it's a very holistic view Um, and you know it's just it's really just trying to prioritize but but I think the the point of this exercise is um, to get a better fine-tuned plan in place so that we could you know um, be more proactive on the, the needs for for the community versus, you know, oh we you know maybe we need this in two years or maybe we, I mean that's why we want part of the reason why we wanted to go through this exercise is to help Rachel prioritize and then you know we can start plugging things in a little better and a little more firmly you know based on need and of of the community.
11: Are these um, I presume they, they, those are the twenty 23- three. Estimated um, are not factored in for budget purposes here. Yes, no. Like
1: the the control link, bulb replacement, and batting cages section and the bocce, or excuse me, are not on there. Uh, The Chippewa grading, I don't believe, was, but that's pretty minimal.
5: Are are you asking which ones were budgeted from this list? Yeah. Yes, so bocce was budgeted, the control link and bulb replacement were budgeted. And then, um, so yes, as And AG. where, like,
11: what line item is? You know,
0: they're in a capital here. budget, which is separate from the budget that's presented to you. Okay.
7: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so our, our operating projects. budget is the sheet that we're gonna go over, okay. those are capital projects.
7: Okay.
10: And my and follow-up, my follow-up to my question was just trying to understand the process, because obviously the bigger ticket items take, there's a lot more lead time. Yeah to get everything in a you know get all the ducks in a row as you say to, to have it done. So having this framework and having an idea how it works enables uh, you know recreation director and city council to be able to plan because of the time it takes mm-hmm. to get everything together for larger projects. Smaller ones you get them like can obviously. But. I
11: think it would be helpful if we had for capital budget purpose like separate and then just like this go 23 24 25 26.
0: And we have one for the city. Only 23 has been approved by council. Everything out there is just a plan. Yeah.
11: Um,
0: and we can bring that next next meeting. Okay. I have another question. On 2026, you have a comment in the discussion section about dirt bikes and snowmobiles. Would be a reason to fence the turf. Is that, like, a concern? Like, people ride snowmobiles over, like, fields?
1: Um, that is what I have heard is... Um
6: bikes and four-wheelers, yes. Like during the summer, like dirt bikes? Oh, yeah.
7: Bikes and oh, yeah. Is it? Okay, I was going to say, like, is that like game. not uh, allowed? <laughs> yeah. need a pastor gator
10: Certainly <laughs> something if budget. it's been a wide open field. <laughs> no, for motion to upgrade the gator.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if, if we're putting the turf down, we obviously want to protect that to ensure that we don't have any.
8: Mishaps. Yeah. Interesting. Off-road okay. vehicles.
1: Yeah. Um, turfing our turf. Street turf.
8: I have two kind of big, big picture comments. One is more an emotional based one. Um, I know that we talked about hardwood field. Hard, hardwood fields, I think it's great. I think I brought up a couple of years ago that the second we do something to stadium, there needs, it needs to be called Ralph DeSantis Field from the years that he spent there. So hopefully that will still be taken into consideration. I don't think he would like his name on it right now, but when it looks shiny and new, Hopefully we can do that because I think he's a, all of us that are from here know him for many, many years and was a big voice in the community. The second one is one of the, I'm sure everyone's shocked that I'm going to say this, but one of the sports on here that seems to be one of our most growing sports is the only sport that doesn't have a home, and that's lacrosse. You think of soccer, we have soccer fields, upper, lower, they seem to have first dibs on the turf. We have a plethora of baseball fields. We have a beautiful field house for basketball. Football kind of owns old stadium. And it just feels like it's the one sport that's growing, looking at the numbers and having two children involved in it that does not have a home, does not have lights. (laughs) Um, And it feels like it's under loved, (laughs) for lack of a better Mm -hmm. term. So that's my two cents on that program from just looking at what we do for some of the other teams and it feels like they should be in line soon to have their bread buttered as well
0: Okay,
7: Can I jump in and comment on that so first of all for lacrosse we do allocate old stadium for the spring for lacrosse program they're typically the only ones that use the whole old stadium game and practice field for the spring football uses it for the fall Um, in addition to that we're using Chippewa for the lacrosse program I echo what Nicole's saying about lacrosse being a growing program and wanting to have some kind of um, field allocated to them on a permanent basis and especially with lights Um, appreciate that very much we have taken steps and in scheduling meetings with Jamie and Rachel myself and then the soccer program lacrosse program Uh, Football program in the fall and we have allocated that turf a lot more uh, Fairly than we had in the past where before it used to be primarily soccer Um, Soccer was the only program using it because they were the only program And so it is a learning curve for them to scale back on the amount of time that's allocated to them but I think that we've done a pretty good job as far as allocating to both the girls and the boys lacrosse program on the turf this coming season in 2023 and um, typically when necessary baseball and softball kind of take a back seat to make sure that it can be allocated to the lacrosse and to the the uh, uh, field type programs that are appropriate for that so uh, we're doing everything we can with the But that is why one of the things i mentioned is needing another turf field of life so that it could be allocated to these programs
0: can i ask one clarification on your numbers for lacrosse did that include the stinger participants or is that just the boys and girls league because i believe stingers had over a hundred in addition to boys and girls lacrosse is that correct i'm looking at brian because i know he was involved in the registration as well
9: yeah we had about Okay. This, this this one 146 from 22. We were probably more around 200 plus
0: with stingers included.
7: Right. I I have some adjustment to those numbers. Okay. That was the first go around that we turned in to you, and then I sent them out to all my program heads to make sure that okay. the numbers were accurate, especially mm-hmm. during those COVID years on what happened and what didn't happen. Additionally, I think another thing you have to understand is there is no rec soccer program in Brexville there is no rec lacrosse program in Brexville so all the kids that participate in both soccer and in lacrosse typically do it through the programs that the CVYO offers and generally speaking unless there's some safety factor that's involved the kids that sign up play are placed on a team and play it's not a tryout process it's a 100 kids if there's 10 kids on a team there's 10 teams kind of thing Uh, with baseball and softball because there is a rec program we have always been respectful of the city of brecksville to uh, have just one team typically per age group for the girls and the boys softball and baseball teams every once in a blue moon Like this year, I have two nine-year-old boys teams because of the great numbers that we had at tryouts. And uh, also assessing the talent that it was appropriate that they play in travel. Now, when we don't take, so in boys baseball, probably for every child we put on the field, we tell a child no. So the idea is that they would go and play rec. I mean, there's some place for them to play the reality is they go to neighboring cities or other programs or other play programs and play so we do not field that second team even though we could theoretically do it but we do it to respect the brecksville recreation program and also to have proper amount of field support for the programs that we are supporting both rec and travel so we limit our growth for that purpose I have one. Um, Spreadsheet
10: with the numbers, there's a lacrosse obviously in the top spar for travel, and then there's one in the middle for rec. Where do the stingers fall in? I'm just, just I apologize for not knowing.
0: Stingers were not on the travel. The rec league, those are the fall clinic that's put on through the recreation department. Okay. Not all those
8: kids play club. Some just only come to the clinic, some play the club. And what about the soccer, Carolyn? It looked like Meg just said there wasn't a rec soccer program, but we have five hundred and sixty seven. That's our that's our U. That's our academy. So that goes from U three
0: through U eight. So that handles three year olds through eight year olds. That includes the fall registration and the spring registration. Two separate registrations. There is some overlap in kids that play both, but some kids just play one or another depending on what else they do.
2: And then Meg, when you do take a look at this, just check the totals up in that travel spot. They weren't all adding up, but I know it's first draft.
8: Has there been any thought? I know we talked about Chippewa and using that. Are we going to have at least like a porta potty there? That's we will.
5: Okay. Cuz you're not the one in the
2: past. They got woods, right? <laughs> not for girls, Andy. See <laughs> 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 your boys. you opening
8: yours?
2: <laughs>
1: All right. Well. And
7: there'll be porta potties at Stadium Drive as well, and until the freeze is over, there'll be uh, porta potties at Blossom and probably at the high school for the summertime. so not just one program is using porta potties
1: so any other questions or feedback on the five-year plan draft
9: just uh one question comment i know you know it speaks in the notes discussion about you know there was a planned turf area for the field house it got got cut not sure if the footprint allows uh, to. I mean, Nicole's point. I, I agree. There's. I have a daughter who like barely likes soccer, but I still find myself in the winter driving all over to let her play. Um, and I do think that would be you know huge between soccer, lacrosse, baseball, football, even anybody you know being able to jump in there. But is that is that realistic? Do we think is that would that are we referring to that as just an extension of the field house, and there's land over
5: there. There, There is land over there. I don't know if it would be when conversation would start to happen. I don't know if it would be an extension or something separate from it.
4: Yeah, okay.
5: From the actual field house that's already built. Th- this Or is would it be built – sorry to interrupt you, It's Jay. okay. Would it be built and at first just be fenced in and be an outdoor and not be covered, not be an indoor turf? Mm-hmm. There's, there's multiple just, ways it can yeah. go depending on, you know, what we discuss and then what we try and present mm-hmm. and – ask permission for yeah yeah yeah
1: okay. yeah this was an addition I put on just again from going through the old stuff that had hit the cutting room floor and looking yeah. at a bird's-eye map going well maybe we could squeeze something in here but there's yeah. no um, further information on what the possibility of or where that would be just that mm-hmm. we need to start looking at what it, that could bring
5: in the book Meg that you shared with myself and AJ for the, it was like 2012 was that um, indoor was it covered was it outdoor
7: there there we go Mm -hmm. that was indoor okay Mm -hmm. and then the original plan i wanted to say had like a central lobby between the two facilities Okay. but i was told whether it's true or not that the current construction of the field house took into consideration the possible addition for that in the future Mm. now whether that's what really happened at construction time and who had the Driving force on that, I don't know. Okay. Yes.
3: May I, real quick? So I was on that commission um, to look at Blossom, and I mean, it was it was a wish list, right? It wasn't, yeah. you know, it it wasn't. It was initially looking at the pool, uh, the ex- expansion of the pool facilities up there. Um, you know it was let's put everything out there that we that we could do right mm-hmm. that's a beautiful complex what could we put up there so um, and that was, before, the school. And that was yeah. before that was well before the school right okay. so you know we've been thinking about a lot of these different things for a lot of years and it just takes time yeah. to oh yeah you know get a lot of it to come to fruition right we got the pool in place we were lucky enough to partner with the school to get the field house in place and so now it's you know let's continue to look forward for what the next phases of this expansion look like cool. so
5: okay awesome thank you
1: all right um so i will uh continue to um push this get some projected costs in the five-year cap projections we can get that next meeting um and we'll continue to expand on kind of what these things mean and there'll be a likelihood that we're going to come back to the Commission though and we might be saying hey we need to get a subcommittee together to go work on finding out about all about turf and fields and our opinion on that who who knows what it may be I'm giving a a crude example Mm -hmm. right now Uh, but please be um, you know just be aware that in the next meeting or I might be reaching out to you prior to then to try to get some things um, uh, to keep things rolling
3: so just one thing to um uh mentioned relative to that 2012 process i mean we were divided up in different sports and different you know and we went and visited you know all types of different locations all over northeast ohio to try to understand you know who else was doing awesome things and you know what positive experiences people were having or you know what we can learn from what people's experiences were so i think it'd be great once you guys get there if you know we Help see what some of that, uh, you know, other great things are around the community. So, for Northeast Ohio, I mean, thank you.
1: Thank you. Okay, um, moving on for the financial report from 2022.
0: Carolyn? So, you guys all have the attachment. Um, I know we had gone over in the summer a year to date. So what I did is I brought that year-to-date for 2022 to end of year, so you can see end of year where we had budgeted for everything, what we ended up spending, where we are above or below budget, um, revenue and expenditures, kind of breaking this down into large groups. Um, I did add a line item for the Blossom Hill House rental and broke out what we had made last year on it. And then I did the same thing for 2023. Um, You can compare then what we budgeted the two years for different line items um it says year to date it's probably about five or six days back like we don't have we did forty two hundred dollars in revenue at concessions this weekend that's not in there um some of our blossom field house rentals aren't listed that got posted in about the last week and, or aren't in here so not hundred percent um camp is at a zero right now because registration opens March 1st so obviously you're going to see zeros in there right now um camp this year we budgeted less because we're only running six Six weeks of camp instead of our normal. We've done eight the last couple of years. So there are certain things. Even though we're allocating that costs have gone up, we're doing less this summer because it's a, it's a different summer. Um, <clears throat> memberships we surpassed our membership goal for last year of just our residents. Not to and then we brought in as you can see seventy-seven thousand from the non-residents last year. So we did pretty well in revenue there. Um, different things um fitness revenue you can see we we're down a little bit on that one but so were are expenditures on fitness revenue because a lot of those we pay out a percentage of what we bring in so if we we're not really losing anything we still only make that 20% so it's not costing us anything more either we came in under budget for expenses as well as revenue on that if anybody has any questions regarding any of the line items um, be happy to try and answer them
11: Cheryl what's the um, the like the city funds, so to speak, that like that supports the
0: that's the transfer shortage. in this year. It was just one point. Were we at 1.1 1. 1 for a general transfer? it's, yeah, if you
5: look it's at
3: typically so. we're budgeting like around 50 percent. Um, yeah. yeah, I can I can find that number and we sure. can get back to you on it. Yeah,
5: I think
0: we're, we're ter- 6545.
2: It's just the difference between standard. Revenue and expenditures, right? Whatever that gap is, the city right. yeah. fills that hole. Mm-hmm. I
11: didn't know if the city had a fixed like amount that uh, we had to stay within. It, right? Or is it, that a movie? It's
3: varied annually it, based gotcha, on what gotcha. the budget is and yeah. the needs.
2: Carolyn, in terms of some of the uh, favorability on the expense side, um, aquatic payroll and independent contractor expenses, as well as athletic payroll and independent contractor expenses. Any commentary just on where those savings came from?
0: Um, I think on aquatics, Louise, you can speak to some of that forecasting that you did.
4: I spent many, many, many months on an Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) Um, I'm an Excel pro now. Um, Basically for, at least for aquatics, we just expect the worst. So what's the most we can spend on, like in the summer we do everything we possibly want, all the programs, all the hours, just everything. Um, What is the most that could cost us? That's what we try to budget for. Um, but then you have things like um, being understaffed, um, uh, season being cut short, or just uh, certain events not happening, or a bunch of rainy days, stuff like that, so a lot of the savings come into that.
0: Yeah. Um, we also had our activity pool shut down shutdowns, for things a longer like period that, yeah. of time to have it repainted and things like that. Eight so nights, we had some like closures yeah. that played yeah. into this, okay. and as far as athletics, um, if you remember, Jim resigned midway through the year,
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: so part of that is related to that. Part of that could be field condition, ground crew. Um, for I think we forecasted to open that field house before November 1st, and part of that, they get paid out of there. So there's right. different forecasting that dates in the line. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay. And then I just do want to point out on the revenue side of the house, you know, last year we had talked about, or the year before, we had talked a lot about about non-resident memberships and what that would look like. I don't know what we forecast I mean there's nothing in the budget but I'm not sure if we had an idea but if you just look at the favorability in our in our total revenue you know a lot of that is due to that additional seventy seven thousand dollars that came in so you know I think it definitely from a budgetary perspective seems to have made a lot of sense for us
5: and would um, just to further your comment a lot of people were very nervous about the 500 allotment and we've still not hit it. Yes. Um, so and I've not we had no complaints over the summer. We have no complaints currently in our fitness area. Yeah. I know a couple members had communicated with me their concerns and those yeah. were one of them. But it worked out really well.
11: And a boost in athletic revenue that that's up that any Just more participants particular reason? more more participation more
0: um if you look at our participation numbers they've jumped over the years as well the last couple yeah, here. we went from 16 not a not a huge jump but some um we did have a slight revenue increases in a couple of those programs too mm-hmm. like five dollars here and there but five dollars if you look at all those participants five ten dollars adds up mm-hmm. it helps us out you
7: your
0: and um travel fees play into that too, travel player fees. So whatever travels numbers are that, that plays into that, the player fees go into the athletic area revenue. Their field rentals go into our rental fields, our rental accounts.
11: And for the non-resident membership here to date, where are we?
0: Like, We're at $18,000 there.
11: But memberships is?
0: To max 500. I did not run. We are well under half yeah. of that.
5: Yeah, I want to say I think last time we looked, it was not, it didn't hit 200 yet. Mm-hmm. It was maybe like 174. I think last, that even seems sad.
11: I'm sorry, last year from like July and on, how, how did, did, did
0: we never hit 500? We were at, did we even hit four?
5: It was 357.
0: Is it final?
11: Yes.
5: Mm-hmm. And there wasn't, um, we, we thought maybe there would be a spike but most people like jumped on the opportunity and got it right in June there wasn't a huge pickup in July they didn't wait they didn't want a chance that month just in case because there was only the 500 allotment so it'll be interesting to see if anything changes this year
0: we we see three or four of them a week recently I mean it, we saw a bunch of them renew their memberships yeah. that the year um, I saw two today mm-hmm. two families so
10: Again, a mechanical question. So the overall, this budget did $300,000 better than was budgeted. Um, So is there, with the way the mechanics of it work, I know there's some of the dollars you said didn't, were encumbered into this year because they couldn't be done for whatever purpose. There's a chunk of that. Does any of that kind of carry over impact future capital Mm -hmm. stuff with rec stuff? Is it always separate? Just always go back to general fund, just asking mechanically so we could think about that.
3: So you, it's what's encumbered gets carried over, and then the, if there's a balance it goes to the general fund. Okay. So, and I did find um, the, the amount of money that the gen, we approved for a transfer from the general fund for 23 is $960,000, and that compares to um, $1,170,000. That was the estimate for 22, I don't have that final number. Um, so st- I was high um, it's a the it's about 40% a little little less than 40% that's coming from the general fund re- re- relative to the budget that we approved
11: thank you one more question back to the athletic revenue is there anything we did differently for the like, more participation uh, like cause that's good I mean like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it I mean, but if
0: you look at our school number, enrollment numbers too, I mean, our population of young people, of yeah. young children, bringing up these little dribblers numbers, these younger ones. We added the fall volleyball. Um, last year was the first year we added, Jamie, correct me if I'm wrong, first and second grade to the fall basketball. It used to start at 3 4. Was last year the first year for first and second grade in the fall? Or was that 21? For basketball? Yeah. No. It,
2: yeah, basketball. The numbers are pretty consistent. I mean, there was a big jump in baseball. Yeah, but they
0: would have been in Pee Wee, like yeah. You know what I mean? So they used our Pee Wee numbers for one year dropped a little bit because we added first and second grade fall in the fall. So maybe those kids didn't play both, um, and I can't remember. That was after COVID that we brought first and second grade up, I believe.
11: But there's nothing in this. It wasn't an
0: option for really. revenue. Nothing major of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
9: Mm-hmm.
2: It <laughs> might be, I mean ahead, it's, order, I, I, so I de- I've seen it, it's more works. visible, definitely the promotions have been more visible where I've seen it so.
0: I mean look at our soccer numbers, our soccer numbers have grown dramatically the last two years so there's a bunch of athletic growth there too because um, we've had to actually add an extra section of U3, we've had more and more kids continuing on through the U8, our U8 program has really grown I think the first year we only had a couple teams and we have more.
10: Oh, we're going to need to be ready for all the COVID babies that are coming, supposedly. Right? <laughs> yeah. A couple more years. They're going to be three years old. Let's go.
5: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Any other questions on the financials? Okay. Um, do we have any comments or questions from the public? Um, Brian Harvin.
9: Um, just on the, uh, the five-year plan, a couple comments. Um, I know there's a lot of lighting on there. Pretty I know there's there's a lot of lighting on there for baseball fields. And that um, have we looked at lighting other fields? Because that's the concern we always have for lacrosse and soccer. It's the, the main turf field is the only lit field that we can really utilize for lacrosse. When we're out there, you're able when you're on an old stadium, you're able to get one practice in. So when we start practicing in mm-hmm. April. We're looking at, or even early March, or late March, we're looking at maybe being able to go to 6:30. earliest we can really start is five. So that gets us one round of practice in there. It's difficult to get multiple teams on there past 6:30. So if we had lights somewhere else, that would be helpful. Um, also with Old Stadium, um, we're restrict I, I don't know if everybody's aware, but we're restricted to um, fourth grade and below on the game field. To so participate in and practice, we can play games there for the older kids, but we can't practice on there. So we're sectioned off on the side, where I know when we have the fifth and sixth graders and seventh, and eighth graders there, at least on the boys' side, we're going to have up to 80 kids there practicing at the same time. So you know, I've been working with the service department with Jamie trying to lay out fields. Best we can come up with is like a 70% sized field, and then kind of some random grass areas to work at. Similar at Chippewa, it's a little bit better. But even the large field, if, unless we take down the soccer post, which sounds like with grading happens and the other stuff right now. Right now we're a 90 percent field and a 70 percent field on the, or 80 percent field on the other one. So that would also, we also have two teams out there as well, fifth and sixth, seventh and eighth, and we rotate boys and girls on one day over here, one day over there. So it does get really cramped. So I, <clears throat> my concern is like the inventory in the spring. You have baseball going on, you have a cross going on, you have soccer going on. There's a lot of overlap, there's a lot of juggling. You know like i said there's not a lot of lit fields we're not getting full-size fields and i know some people it might be said that maybe you don't need a full-size field every day out there and i agree with that every day but a lacrosse field is 100 yards long 60 yards wide and you run most of it so if these kids aren't actually running in a comparable size field it's difficult to get them trained up to be ready for the season so if they're running on a half field or they're splitting i mean we love anything we can get including the turf <clears throat> but if there's three teams on the turf at the same time you're running maybe a quarter of the time quarter amount of distance that you would normally run um, i mean that's that's the main thing is just like inventory and lights you know we're looking you know where can we go i guess the other question or the other comment i would have I know you said about the julie billiard school is there a lease or is there something out there cuz honestly if that went away we would be in big trouble especially on lacrosse and even soccer's going to be using it for a day potentially in the spring if they have enough numbers so that goes away we're in big trouble
1: thank you um certainly we'll um and put notes in here just for consideration for both your comments and miss kearns um you know just looking at making sure that lacrosse make, keeping that as a focus and, and how else can we help um or with lights or finding a home and then the spring inventory um certainly there as far as the julia billiard i'm not Exactly sure to the terms of of, of everything that is set there, um, you know. But from what my understanding of it at this point um, is that um, it's looking like a good long-term solution um, and something that we can continue to plan on. But I, I'm not 100% certain of those terms. So.
10: Sure. Just a follow-up question is because we talk about the upper field next to Field D with potentially piggybacking lights on that. Is that space big enough for a full across field? I'm just curious. I don't know, I'm trying to remember having been on there a lot for soccer. I don't know.
9: I don't remember on the upper because we're not allowed on the lower, right, Mike?
7: You guys have never used the uh, lower because it wouldn't would not be safe for right. the balls going into Oaks Road. Because right.
9: so. I know the lower, I believe the lower fields are, what are they called sevens? Do they play sevens in soccer, the smaller? Yeah, I think They'd they're smaller. 11 11 Do they play on lower?
8: The upper ones are smaller, right? So the well, it's smaller can, like, fields, so but yeah. it's a
10: big. That's I'm wondering how big the whole area is if it were to be turfed.
8: If you're
6: 160,
9: I, I think it's like that. Yeah, we're. The, I think the, so too.
10: i just curious if you happen the, to know. The full know si- We now. haven't
9: been on though. No, the full size field, like I said, it's a it's a hundred by sixty yards.
10: Yeah, just just something to think about. Because, like again, yeah, we're talking about mixed use to everything. So if that ends up yeah. being right. lights and a turf. That could be like the the signature field for lacrosse. That it could also get multi use like everything else. But if it's big enough to do that, again, right. it can't be down by the street, right? Because of the right, we might lose some, unless yeah. it's
9: fenced. Um, the only thing is, then, how does that affect inventory? So if we take that for turf for soccer, then, or if we take that off a of soccer's plate, then. But
10: well, we're talking about a turf field there with lights, which right. expands yeah, we inventory, have more time and it, we correct. just there's more to go around for everybody. But I think mm-hmm. to the point being made, it'd be I mean, uh, it'd be nice to have you know every sport to have kind of its one signature place that they share because everything has to be shared because we right. just don't have an embarrassment of riches in terms of space but if you've got sort of a main field that can be lit at some point in this plan if it's big enough it's just something to consider
1: that's all it's that's great point Yep. Yeah. thank you any other comments all right thank you everybody um, with that I motion to adjourn at
0: 841. Second. Seconded by Kern. Boulware. Yes. Firestone. Yes. Vienna. Yes. Vienna. Yes. Kern. Yes. Lazaridis. Yes. Molesky.
1: Yes. Thank you. We are adjourned. All right.
8: Thanks, guys. So,
1: action good pass. job putting that
8: together. Yeah. Thank
1: you. That's a great start. This is uh, the next one's the 20th, correct? Yeah, did we officially yes. move that? Yes, we officially we moved, moved it. Okay. It is on March 20th.
0: the. Um, okay, It's already on Unicode as the twentieth.
1: I should have said that at the end of the meeting, but.
0: It's, okay. it's out there as public notice. It's been out there. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Say that again. The next meeting is March twentieth. I put that in right after our last January meeting. I changed the public notice.
5: Because everyone, I think everyone said they were good.
2: Um, Carolyn, I I'm not gonna be able to make that one. Okay. But. It's okay.
0: You were one person as opposed to